Welcome to Car Talk Sunday Kickback. It's me, Matty J, live in isolation with Riz, Scotty, oh. Ed. We've got Adrian popping on in a minute. How are you, gentlemen? Good, thank good, you, good, Matty. Yeah, really good, Matty. Not too bad. How has your week been? It's it's uh, Riz. It's been a better week since we've seen you. How is how's everything going with Car Loop on your end? Yeah, things are going all right, man. Still working on that product. Um, but yeah, apart from that, just working out um, what's happening. There's a lot happening in the industry at the moment that I think we'll touch on a bit later. Yeah. yeah. Um, with the sales figures coming out from last month and uh, a lot of um, car dealers laying people off. And um, yeah, it's interesting times. So more on this shortly. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. Scotty, what's been happening with you? Just work. Work. Yeah, I haven't done anything else exciting. Nothing exciting yesterday either. Weather sucked. <laughs> it was pretty ordinary yesterday. Yeah. It's bloody cold. Is it just means it's been freezing this weekend? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cold. Uh, Edward, what have you been up to? I took the 300E to get an oil change and. Uh, wanted the oil leaks fixed. It's leaked oil ever since I've put that car back on the road, which is kind of a common thing. You know, if you have a car that's sat around for five years, then you put it back on the road, it's something's going to start leaking. So it's pissing out the front somewhere, but it's not just when the engine's hot. It's when the car just sits. So even, even sort of cold oil for the car that's sitting a week, it's dripping, drip, drip, you know? Mm. So we think that was coming from the um, oil level sensor that's on the side of the sump. And so put a new one of those in and it doesn't seem to be leaking from there. But I did notice when I brought it home, there was one drop under it. And I thought that could just be residual, you know, just finding its way there. But it didn't look like it was coming from that oil thing. And it was pissing out of that before that level sensor. Mm. So we might have fixed one of the leaks. And now we just sort of keep an eye on it for a week or two and might need revisiting. We'll have a look. We'll get into, I took my W124 out today as well for a drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother's Day took mum to to um to go get a uh, in isolation obviously a milkshake and then came home. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get the milkshake from? Uh, well, I wanted to go to my usual place, but they uh, they didn't have any milk for the milkshake. They're like, yeah, we're out of milk. I'm like, well, that's too bad. So I had to, I ended up going into um into like a, a restaurant in the city. I caught up three places. Two of the places that shut down during Corona. They're just like they they just they, they're gone. So. I'm like, I bloody want a milkshake. Mum's like, yeah, it's my cheat day. I want a milkshake. It's it's Mother's Day. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a milkshake. I'm like, we'll get you a milkshake. <laughs> so went down to to Ligon Street because I, I know there's a restaurant there that, that does shakes as takeaway, and called them up. They're like, look, I'm on my way. They're like, yeah, ten minutes. As soon as I rocked up, they they were there, picked up my milkshake, Dang. drove it home, and um, yeah, awesome. So tomorrow the. Uh, well, here's my car updates. Tomorrow, the, uh, the, the W124 is going in for, for a set of tyres at my local tyre shop. So, because uh, the tyres are pretty pretty bad on it at the moment. They're not are they on the new wheels? Didn't you have another set of wheels for that yeah, car? Yeah, I've tidied up the wheels now. I'm just going to put the tyres on it because because my, my tyre, I was going to replace the tyres I got on the car, but it's, uh, if I was going to change the wheels, there's no point in doing it. So, um, 
I've, I've booked it in. He's ordered my tyres in. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going anything too crazy on, on tyres for it because it's just it's not a daily driver and it's not a race car. It's just, just some general just tyres. So uh, he's like to me for, you know, I think it was like 90 bucks or so, 90 to 100 bucks. He's like per tyre. So I was like, yeah, that's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll at your hand. Yeah, that's about right. Um, so that's getting it done first thing tomorrow morning. So I'm going to take my laptop with me because I've got to work. I've got two meetings in the morning. <laughs> so while I, while, I drop, while I drop the car, I'm going to be sitting in there and typing away. Uh, doing that with the W124, giving, going, to get, going to get it fully aligned as well because it's, uh, it's not pulling or anything. It's just, it's just nice to, to, to have it all aligned when you get your tires, be all factory fresh and to spec. So yeah, that's pretty um, much. This is more, more outlay on the one two four. You know, we it's did a set the of tires. And we did the sums a few weeks ago, and this this is really starting to creep up there. This car, Edward. It's a set of tires. It's tires are what they are a consumable item. They're like brakes. I'm not upgrading or anything. I'm not changing anything. I'm just putting some tires on it. Why don't you get some from um, Center Road Wreckers? Thirty bucks <laughs> each. Well, you get it for me. Like then. on the LTD, I got you those ones on the LTD, thirty bucks yeah, each. You did. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Rick Ross sang a song called "Speeding." He did, with, and uh, he said Kelly. it's a Benz. It's a Benz because you broke till you got one. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. it's it's true. You know, you know I feel like. I feel like a, a, a Russian gangster driving that car. <laughs> it's so good. So, yeah, so that's you're getting tyres. I've fixed an oil leak all on 124s. Um, Pajero, funnily enough, nothing. I cleaned the windscreen. So that's what you do on a Pajero. You just, you just clean things. That's all. Clean things and, and drive it, essentially. Drive it and clean things. Yeah, the inside of the windscreen. You know, it gets that film. I was, I was, I was like, this is no good. And clean that beautiful doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But it was good to take out the one today because I've missed that car. I haven't driven it. I haven't. I checked the last time I drove it because I used up all the days. Last time I drove mm. it was in January. So. Oh wow. Yeah, it's been that long. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Taking it out. Basically, that's when the the bonnet star broke. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was the last time I drove it. It's been it's been ages since I've driven it. But it's 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 good to drive it again. Nice, uh, Riz. What, what's happening in your world of cars, man? Um, not much. Serato forty two thousand Ks. I'm starting to hear uh, a noise from the boot every time I turn right at a roundabout. Hmm. Uh, this is after the, the boot, something huh? something you know loose like uh, you know rolling around in there. Uh, no, nothing, nothing that I can see. So I don't know if it's potentially coming from the rear suspension somewhere. Um, but yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I looked at the forums and someone else has the same problem. So I'm not sure what it is, but this is after the steering wheel issues I had for a couple of months where the steering itself, it felt like when you had, when you turned, it would make like a scraping noise. Yeah. So like plastic on rubber or something like that. They changed the whole steering column at the last service. And apparently it's a known issue now, which it wasn't when I first reported it. So yeah, a few, 
few issues, but yeah, I'll 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 see how we go with this um, sound that I hear. Could potentially be something loose, but I've also looked at the spare tire, and there isn't anything loose in that compartment. But yeah, we'll uh, more on this in the future, I guess. Is it um, under warranty? Yeah, um, another six years of warranty, I think. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> So Riz, uh, did you forget about someone you left in the boot when you when you took him out, or? Yeah, I did, man. It was actually Khalees making the milkshake that you were supposed to get today. <laughs> <laughs> so she out. Uh, good response, Scotty Doe. What's happening with you in terms of the car? Uh, your, your car dates? We haven't done car dates in ages. Yeah, I know, and nothing's changed. <laughs> It's just nothing to report. Nothing at all. I haven't done mm-hmm. anything. No, not since I was on school holidays. So the Subarus had recent service, so it's still running fine. And I just checked it today. Oil levels fine. Coolant's fine. Um, I gave the thirty-one a bit of startup and a run today. Didn't drive it. Um, just started it up. Starts up first go. Idles fine. How many garages have you got, Scotty? Just the carport. Mm-hmm. So did one, is one of yours in the carport or both of them in the carport? Well, we've got like extended carport. So to undercover, you can fit like four cars undercover. That's good. Yep. Before it was just, yeah, you could fit two, but now we've got like extension put on quite a few years back so you can fit four. Yeah, nice. This is I like this. Now you just need the sides mm. and the back and the front, and then you got to toss them out of four car garage. <laughs> Slowly getting there. <laughs> yeah, just do it panel by panel. Yep. I like it. So, well, that is our car update. I, I I'll pretty much just say, uh, Riz, we just at the start of the show, you were mentioning about um, dealers not selling cars and and big issues there. Where do you think? it's going in terms of this whole Corona situation. I mean, like there's a lot of people out of jobs now and everything. Like for example, I'll, I'll give you a story. Yesterday, my brother bought a car and we were speaking at the, we were speaking at the, at the dealership that he bought the car from. And he's like, he's still been selling cars, but he's like the one, the one guy that bought the car before my brother bought it. He, um, it was approved for finance, went, to, uh, was about to go buy it and he lost his job. So he couldn't afford to pay it. So, so that obviously that fell through, but he's saying that um, a lot of people are really struggling to get finance because it's like such a, such like a long wait on, on everything, especially with the current situation. Do you think that's playing a big effect or do you think it's, it's other reasons in the car industry? Um, I think that's, that's true. The finance side of things, it's tough at the moment because the banks are so busy trying to sort out, home loan deferments and other things that are happening due to this pandemic. Having said that, the the Royal Commission for the banking and finance sector, uh, the findings were supposed to be implemented sometime sort of May, June-ish, but the government's pushed that back for another six months. That means the rules are not much harder than they were prior to the pandemic but the banks were getting stricter and loaning stuff out anyway because they knew the changes to the finance sector and the banking sector were coming. Yep. 
now with the pandemic, a lot of people have not only lost jobs, there's like the confidence levels are so low. People's home values are dropping. And because they're dropping, when somebody thought they had this much equity and they could borrow against that, they can't really do that anymore. So the banks are very careful. Um, so yeah, the flow on effect really is that people are just not buying new cars. If they were looking at getting a new car, they'd see if they could, you know, last the old car, um, six more months before things sort of settle down. Yeah. Um, before or save up a bit more. So instead of borrowing, you know, 90% of the value of the car, which is the typical sort of how much people borrow when they get a new car. Um, they may only have to borrow 70%. So the bank would be more than happy to loan 70% because the risk is lower. So yeah, it's, it's changing, I think, and finance is getting harder, um, but people's circumstances are changing as well. So it, they may no longer be in a position to finance a car like they were maybe five months, six months ago. There you go. I think um, too that, there's um I read a couple of articles one was um one was talking about the you know car ownership or car usage will go up because of this yeah. because people don't want to jump on trains anymore like well if I've got the choice between driving to work and and catching the train like I used to well maybe now I'm going to err on the side of driving more yeah. so where they might have got away mm. with one car they might go you know what I'm just going to go buy a 5 grand car to get me to work and back and um and avoid going on the train, you know, for, for health reasons. Mm. So I think some people will be driving more because of the pandemic, um, but they're not necessarily going to be going out buying new cars. You know, they, that, that they may play around in that, in that sub 20, sub $10,000 area. And the other thing I read was that um, it was an interview with Bobby Zagami, who's head of the Zagami group, yeah. which is, you know, Audi and Ferrari and, you know, Volkswagen, he's got a heap of brands that he runs uh, and he was saying, yes, they've been affected in that, in that real top end, but not as much as they would have thought. And he said, the biggest threat to someone buying an expensive European car is a European holiday. So all these mm. people that have, have kind of gone, well, okay, we're planning to go to Europe for, for two months and spend $50,000. Well, that can now, what we can't do that now. So we've got this money there, you know, okay, well, we'll splash out and we'll upgrade the car. So, he said he's seen a bit of that where people are going, well, A, a B, I can't do A, so I'll do B. Um, and, I, and, yeah, spend some money locally sort of thing. Mm. So that was interesting to read, and I don't know how, how much of that he's seen, but he seemed to think it wasn't, yes, the market was bad for new cars, but it wasn't as diabolical as, like the UK, I think I read somewhere it was 97% down. You yeah. know, <laughs> UK, you know, new car sales. It's like, that is insane. You know, we're, we're nothing like that. Yeah, we're close to 50%. I think on, on the back of that, Ed, it'd be interesting to see how consumer behaviour shifts towards more towards car ownership because in the last, let's just call it since the Uber days, so late 2008, early 2009 to today, hundreds of billions of dollars have been poured into these ride-sharing car subscription these sort of company startups and to what avail now people are too scared to ride share because of how much contact is there between people going in and out of cars like you know as an uber driver you may go through 15 20 people in your car every night if not more 
Mm. Um, and people are more concerned about that. So I suspect that it's only going to be a positive thing in the automotive world where people are going to start to go and reconsider car ownership. The only problem is going to be is uh, young people don't necessarily have licenses. It's no longer, uh, you know, an essential thing unless you live in the outer suburbs. Most kids, they don't really want a license because they're like, well, I'll just Uber here or Uber there. So, yeah, it's interesting times. On the back of that, GM canceled their subscription, car subscription service. They launched Maven a couple of years ago in the U.S. And they also yeah, bought it to Australia. Did they, did they, they got rid of that? They got rid of that in the US and I think in Australia there's probably going to be more news on that shortly. So it's all changing. I think where people thought that, you know, consumers were heading more towards that um, subscription and car hire stuff. I think people are going to move away from that because this may very well be the first of how many pandemics over the next one, two decades. You know, yeah. you don't know. As you were mentioning earlier, uh, like about, you know, the people not buying cars, we discussed this the other week, Ed um, and Scott, like in terms of people are just, you know, young kids these days, they don't have any ambitions to drive, like, you know, with with autonomous autonomous vehicles and, and like ride sharing and everything just really kind of taking over the world. They're just I, think like, a, I think a lot do, you know, a lot still do want that because it's pretty Austra- an Australian thing, but they're, they're, there's a growing percentage that don't. You know, I, I agree, you know, and particularly it depends where you live. You know, if your mum and dad live in Craigieburn and you get to work, you, you get a licence. There ain't buses, there ain't trains. You know, you don't have that infrastructure out there. Yeah. Or where Scotty lives in Sunbury, like it's, you know, you imagine living in Sunbury without having a car. Like that's, that's yeah. just a death sentence, you know, it, yeah. it wouldn't happen. Whereas if your mum and dad were academics at Melbourne Uni living in a, you know, an apartment up in Collins yeah. Street, sure, I mean, you could easily get away with not having a car. Um, but given how, yeah, so I think that will grow in some sections of society, but yeah, I don't know. I think if you interviewed a hundred 18 year olds and said, do you want to get your license or you have you got it? Or do you want to get it in the near future? I still think 95% of them would be like, yeah, I want it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting because when I used to drive Uber, um, and Young people around Richmond, Fitzroy, Collingwood, the inner city suburbs where a lot of people from the country and outer suburbs sort of move to. Um, because it's so convenient to catch a tram or it's so convenient to catch an Uber, or if you want to go cheaper, Uber pool, um, a lot of them that had once wanted to get a license, as soon as they move closer to the city, they're like, well, I'll just catch public transport. There's, I live in a small apartment and I can't really have a car. But I think all that stuff, you're right, Ed, as people, like as those people go through that phase of their life in the next two to three years after that, they will want a car. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm, you know, personally, I'm a big fan of Uber and I, there are certain situations where I wouldn't even dream of driving. Like, like at work, for example, we have a work Uber account. Um, they don't have company cars. They don't have car spots or whatever. There's not a lot of parking around there in Richmond. Yeah. So any sort of business meeting we go to, you just log into the work Uber account and bang, you're in town. Bang, you're here. Bang, you're there. We just Uber everywhere. Like I wouldn't dream of trying to drive yeah. and park and you know stuff around unless I was going somewhere afterwards. It was sort of on the way somewhere. 
Um, so for that, or if I'm going into town to, to, you know, you're going in to see a theater show or something and it's just like, Oh, parking too hard. I'll either jump on a tram cause I can, or you jump in an Uber. Like, so I think, but then, you know, those same kids who you're talking about is come the weekend. Oh, we want to go to falls Creek. We want to go to our yeah. friend's farm. We want to go down to lawn for the weekend. Yeah. That's when, if you didn't have a car, it becomes a pain, you know? And yes. I think, you know, if, particularly if they're in a couple or a, a household, there'll be someone who has a car there that they can access somehow. Um, yeah. Car next door, you know, one of my friends, he's got a car, but he'll often use car next door for work because he catches the train mm-hmm. to work and then, oh, I need to go out on site. I'll just grab one of those car next door sharing things. And So I still think it it has a place that might just, yeah, might just change when and how you use it. No, that I mean, it's it's as you said, Riz. It's interesting times, you know, and and Ed, like you're saying, the whole the whole world is, you know, like there's still a need for cars, which which is I which I think it's it's you know, there'll always be that transport until we until we're able to teleport from one place to another. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, there, there will there will be a, yeah, there'll always be a need for you know for for vehicles. So you know, it gives us something to talk about, which is you know, which is important. Um, uh, Scotty's just sent us the, the, <laughs> his car of the week from a couple of weeks ago, the, uh, the camo Merc, it's back up on Gray's online. So I'm assuming he didn't sell. Uh, bids on time. <laughs> I, I kind of want to put a bid just, just, just for shits and giggles, but like, I don't know. I'll probably end up winning it. I'll be like, oh crap. How I good would be rocking up to like um Mercedes like um, cruises and stuff like that and Mercedes meets, you know, they're all got their nice stock looking Mercedes and all clean okay. and then you're in your camo one. Yeah. <laughs> well, Edward himself is part of is part of the uh the Mercedes the, the Mercedes club. And mm. uh, and I think your friend would be would be lovely to to to, ha- to have that that car as part of the concourse, Ed, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I think it would. Um, I have a hate hate relationship with the Mercedes Club. Um, <laughs> they they're an interesting bunch. They're they're a more senior bunch of people. Um, so I don't do anything with them in terms of going to events. Really, the the one event I like is the concourse because there are some nice machines that come out you know, once a year for the, for the Ben's concourse. But I'm also amazed with that club at how, and my friend and I joke about this. He's got a couple of old Mercs as well. And we always joke about how um, most of the cars in that club are not stock. You know, like you imagine them being all, all, all senior people with really stock mint, mint cars. And there are some like that, but there's a lot of cars that I see through that Ben's club that are like, well, that's, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. Like I just, you know, I'm amazed at how wrong they are. So he, he wants to start a rival club, you know, like a, a rival Ben's club to the actual Ben's club of Victoria. So we'll see what happens. He goes, when I retire. Um, the camo yeah. can be like the main picture for his website. <laughs> exactly. Just like, okay, let's, uh, yeah, let's shake this up a bit. <laughs> that's the ambassador car for, uh, for that club. I think that's, that's the part. Yeah. Then. <laughs> well it's funny the other day is it <laughs> so the other day the magazine came out so i was looking through the, the the ben's club magazine for victoria and they had 
Um, because the concourse didn't go ahead um, this year, it was, it was end of March, it was meant to be, and they canned it because of COVID-19. So everyone who entered the concourse had to send in a photo of their car to the lady that was organising the concourse. So because it didn't go ahead, she obviously got permission and she published all the photos in the magazine, like, oh, you know, here are all the cars that we would have had at our annual car show. So that's kind of nice. But she decided to do a little competition. So she said... Um, you get a free entry into next year's concourse if you can guess, and she put a list of names, guess the owner of each car, and the first one to guess it correctly wins a free entry. I'm like, mate, there's 50 names there. How's it, even if you're in the club and you knew a lot of people, you're still not going to get that. And I'm like, you got more chance of winning bloody Powerball and guessing the two Powerball numbers than you do of that. <laughs> this is insane. So I was having a laugh about that. It's like, well, no one's winning that prize. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what you're dealing with. I mean, Ed, you, you've been obviously, you know, around many clubs and, and stuff. Do you think the club scene for in terms of cars is changing, or do you think it's, or do you think it's still very diverse in terms of like uh, what what I people what people that... like, what's and what's accepted? Because like, you know, for example, like yeah. you'll, go to, you'll go to some car meets and there'll people just be like hating on every single car. Like, oh, you know, they've, oh, it's got fake wheels or it's this or it's that or it's this or that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, That's me. That's me at the Mercedes club. Like yeah. when they're all wrong, I'm like wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> I think you're right. I think, um, well, first of all, I'll preface this with any club to do with anything, whether it's woodworking, hang gliding, whatever, can get very clicky. And there's always a few power games going on in there and it all gets a bit political and, mm. you know, people like to throw their weight around and, oh, mine's better than yours or I'm an expert more than you or whatever. So I don't buy into any of that shit. I'm not interested. Um, I think that, yeah, you get that to a degree in any club. I'm in, what am I in now? Merc Club, Honda Club, Renault Club. I don't do anything with Merc Club. I don't do anything with Renault Club really. Um, although I've got a th- few friends into Renaults uh, that I sort of know loosely through the club, but we, we sort of call ourselves the Renegades. We've got a bit of a breakaway group going on. Um, we don't do anything with the main Renault club. Um, but the Honda club, I do more with them than anything. And I've only got one Honda, the city, but those guys were just so much more down to earth and sort of accepting. And um, like you were saying, you know, not too, they're not precious. You know, it's just like, oh, you've got an old Honda. That's great. You know, let's talk about it. And they were just very down-to-earth, easygoing, approachable people um, in a way that some of those other clubs are a bit more, well, I'm the expert on this model and I'm not going to talk to you because yours is crap. Like my, here's an example. My friend Jeremy bought a Jaguar E-Type. Now, his is one of the first batch of very early E-Types that has the fuel. It's a different fuel filler or something on those very early body um, styles like they only did it for one year or two years or something i forget the exact detail of it but it's a beautiful car so he joins the jag club and he said there was only he was in it for a couple of years he said there's only one guy that would talk to me um in the jag club now riz you might relate you know he's a brown individual and maybe that's why i don't know but yeah exactly he, he yeah, you know you can imagine your us. typical your typical jaguar owner or jaguar e-type owner is you know white very senior you know, prominent in their field of academics or whatever the hell they're into. Um, that's a very generalist view. But he just found that they were very unapproachable and they, even though he had a beautiful car, they weren't interested in engaging with. Um, so he left the Jag Club and went and joined some other more generic club and he loves it. You know, everyone talks to everyone. And 
And Matt, we've talked about that, like cars and coffee. That's why I like that event so much because it isn't a one maker or one club thing. Yeah. And, you know, everyone comes to that, all walks of life, all cars. And it's just so nice that everyone kind of engages with everyone else. Well, and, you know, uh, Ed, we obviously met at one of the highball. We met at one of those. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and I told Riz about it, and Riz has come down to a couple now. And you know, it's, yeah, it's, you came it's, to the one at, at Bosch, Riz. I remember. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's it's a great event. Like it, it really is. It's it's really um, it's really you know, there's just so many. It's just it's so diverse the, the range of cars that's there, and 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 the people are really approachable and and, and really nice to talk to. Like like Ed, you and I were speaking to that that guy with that Falcon wagon that one time. We just walked up to him, and, and he's got like he's got like other like high-end cars as you were saying that, that, it's funny you mentioned that because we we just started chatting to this guy it was like a 19 what would you say 74 75 it was, it was an xa wasn't it xa wagon something yeah xa or xb wagon xa i think, I think it was an um, XA wagon. anyway we just started chatting to him really down to earth guy and i'm walking in my house two streets during lockdown you know i went for a lunchtime walk and i'm like i said to matt the other day I, I ran into that car it was in the guy's driveway i didn't know where he lived or anything turns out he lives two streets away from me and he's got a Tesla and a few other exotic things. And I was like, you're the Falcon guy. So he comes out of the, mm-hmm. I saw him in the garage and we just started chatting about the, you know, the Falcon. I said, Oh, I just live around the corner and blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I met you at cars and coffee. And you know, you just, you wouldn't get that normally at a, at a car club thing, even classic Japan. While I think of it, um, it's pity Tyrone's not here. Cause he loved classic Japan. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, the, the best thing about that day was leaving. <laughs> you know, I walked out to get food. That was the best part. Anyway, <laughs> even Classic <laughs> Japan, which was run by the um, run by the Toyota Club, they said that they deliberately parked people randomly next to other cars. Like if you had all the Subarus together or all the Hondas together or whatever, um, they said they deliberately didn't do that and they spread everyone randomly out so that you're parked next to someone and because they said that's more engaging, you know, you'll start chatting to the guy next to you sort of thing, um, which, you know, because otherwise everyone hangs around their own little clicky groups and it's yeah. not as, yeah, it's not as inclusive, I think. Yeah. So, you know, that's your car clubs. Yeah, them. that's the problem. I mean, I get the same thing at my quilting club. And <laughs> Are you for real, Riz? Are you for real? No. <laughs> Uh, no, well, actually, I was like, like I, don't, I was like, I don't know if I should laugh or not. This might be real. <laughs> well, look at what I made the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you just hold up this beautiful patchwork. It's like, oh shit, he's actually good at this. He's actually good at this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's you know after I saw, after after COVID, like I'm I'm dying to go to like. It's like another highball cars and coffee event because again the like we've spoke we've spoken about on the show before just the diversity of cars and people are really approachable and and quite easy to talk to and and like when i was driving in for example with the ltd with the with the aussie flags (laughs) that was a a good day that was was a great great day day. the amount of people that liked that car and came up to me and and gave me thumbs up and said scomo's here scomo's here uh (laughs) Was um, it was great. It was actually really, really good. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. <coughs> Made I it all the venue. Fun. What was that, Riz? The venue is pretty good as well. Like what Bosch has done over there with the facility that they had, 
because that building's only been there for about two years. Um, yeah, it's pretty fresh. Yeah, because I used to work on the other side when they used to have the old building in 2010. Um, I did an internship with them, and yeah, that whole facility is pretty new. Um, and the, yeah, the 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 new the current general manager there, I think um, he's pretty big on building a community around around Bosch and. They're just a brand that's not very well known unless you're a car enthusiast or into power tools and appliances. Yeah. So what they do in the automotive space, it's good to create awareness and their involvement in motorsport and they've got the facility. So why not? I think, it, and the way they manage it is amazing. So I think all of those factors and the fact that it's no longer one club, it's anyone could come first in best dress sort of thing. It's really positive. Well, the last yep. couple have been troublesome because they were they get packed out so early. Yeah, um, people were parking down the street and on the nature strip and stuff, and it was just it was too packed. And um, when I talked to that Falcon guy, he's actually a member of the Highball Car Club, and he said, oh, yeah. "Oh, what did you think of the last one?" And I said, "Oh, I loved it, but I said it's getting too big for that location. Like you, you they've almost got yeah. to go bigger." Yeah. Um, or find some space nearby that gives them another car park or something. Well, mm. yeah, like um, you got to stop sending Gray's online links. This is very <laughs> distracting. Holy <laughs> crap! the the car The car just sent a ninety one CRX coupe, full two thousand sex spec. It's it, it's a, that's probably a very expensive paint job on that car. Oh, yeah, it would have been back in the day. To describe it for listeners, it's the top half is bright orange. Then it's got kind of wavy flame stuff in purple and it looks like it's got a very aggressive body kit, some clear lights on the back. Yep. Stock seats. Stocks. Just don't have the chrome rims. Some serious subwoofer action in the back. Look like the fiberglass. Fiberglass, full enclosure. <laughs> Bloody hell. It's got, it's got, uh, it's got keys. Yeah, it's, it, it looks, I mean, it looks kind of cool for... For three thousand dollars, it's definitely a definitely a punt. But yeah, it could be your car of the week, Scotty. Nah, I've got a better one. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. got a better You're one. Like Maybe. Better <laughs> one. Um, moving on. We should we, we can we can get into car of the week, or or we can talk about my, my little escapade with my brother yesterday. What Let's talk like? about the escapade. Escapade, escapade. That's it. Escapade. Right. Es- Hang on, that's not a car. It's an Escalade. That's a car. Bam. Bam. Um, so yes, well, as you know, my, my brother's been looking for like a, a club reg car, you know, but he wants a V8, something with a V8. And LTD oh, wasn't good enough for him. No, ED was pretty pretty bloody stuffed. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, the LTD is like not a V8, as he says, and he's like, I want a V8, despite the fact I'm that doing it for him. You know, it's presidential, but it's not doing it for Luca. Well, the LTD, I'll tell you what, it's it. it you, you drove it for like a few days, Edward. It drives beautifully. Good car. Good car. You know, it, it's just it's obviously not good enough for him. So he's like, I want a V8. I want I want something with a nice with a nice note that's club regible. So he was looking at some Mustangs, like old Mustangs and stuff, um, and was like, Yeah, they're a bit pricey. You know especially in this time because my, my brother just bought a property. So he's like, oh, you know, I don't really think it's it's ideal to buy, you know, to drop that much money into a car. So I was like to him, well, how much do you want to spend? 
and um, you kind of gave me you kind of gave me a, a figure, and I'm like, well, you know, these are a range of cars that you can look at. So basically, on car sales, it came up recently. Uh, there was an EF XR8 one owner original car, 240,000 mm. k's on the clock, but it was owned by a 90 year old. Full Ford service history, so like every book, every page in the book stamped by the same Ford dealership. A 90 year old taxi driver. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's done some Ks. Yeah. Done some Ks. Well, I mean, hasn't been up on blocks, has it? That baby. I, I mean, that's ten thousand Ks a year. Oh, it's ten thousand Ks a year, Edward. So fine, it's not that much. It's fine. They're all they're all over two hundred. Those things. So it's got the full tick fit. I'm good with it. I'm good. It's got the full tick fit kit, full original. Like it's it's even got the original cassette uh, tape where you put into the. <laughs> Yeah, cassette uh, into, into the car where it tells you how to f- like all the functions of the car, which is really yes. kind of cool. So I, I like that. It's it's in white with the, with the red stripes all around it. Really clean and original car. So so this one came up uh, quite quite recently, and and Lucas Luca flicked it to me, and he's like, "What do you think?" I'm like, "Oh well, it, it looks pretty good. I don't I don't mind I don't mind the look of these because like they're always a cool looking car with the with the circle headlights and." You know, like they got they got the old the old Windsor five liter V eight, which came in pretty much everything. So he's like, "Look, let's go have a look on Saturday." I'm like, "Well, where's the, where's the car?" He's like, "It's in the Dandenongs." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> so 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 we go and have a look at the car, and it's 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 clean. Like it's a really clean original car. It's you know we didn't expect it to be that good. You know, it's got the it's got it's got the shark fin wheels, full size spare. You know it's it, it, the interior is perfect. The only, only blemish on the car, the 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 roof lining sagged, but they all sag in them. So like the guy just kind of he put a couple of staples to hold it, but you can get them fixed for like not not much money. Three hundred um, bucks, four hundred bucks, you can get that redone. Redone, yeah. And uh, on the front, on the front driver's side um, quarter panel, there's, there's a little bit of a little bit of mark, but apart from that, like it's straight, and all the all the panels are original because on those on those old E series Falcons, they put little stickers. Uh, of the, like VIN stickers on, on each panel. So if they're being mm. replaced, the stickers are gone. So, if, so every every single corner of the car, even on the front bar, and that they had the original sticker. So it's never been in a hit, which is pretty unbelievable for a car of of that case and and you know and age. So we're like, well, has it got a road wheel? Like, yeah, the road wheel was done last week, and it needed it needed like some suspension items and stuff. But the mechanic that actually looked at the car. And uh, that did all the work. Was he's a, he's a Ford he's a Ford enthusiast. He he he's like he's like bloody hell. This car's this car's a good one. Like this is this is a rare car to find one in in this condition. So he's like whoever gets this car is like like gonna have a ball. The fact of the matter is this car was already this car was already sold by the time we but when we got there because what happened was the like like we were saying uh, saying earlier is the guy that bought this car uh, lost his job. So he couldn't, uh, so he got finance approved, but then he lost his job. So mm. he's like, well, I'm not going to take the risk. So then they put it back up in the market. And then that's how my brother, you know, it came up on my brother's alert mm. on car sales. And when, when I had a look at it, so it's, it's a 95, like a, a Jan, uh, Jan build 95. So it's, it's, it's ready to be club bridged. So that's, yeah. So we, we, we did a bit of a uh, wheeler dealering. Oh, that's your aunt. And thinking about it, took it for a test drive. Drives beautifully. Uh, Luca called um, his mate at Blue Power and and you know just told him told him about the car and he said put all the things to look at. It's 
as original as you're going to get. So he's like, yep, pull the, pull the pin. Cause you're not going to find another original one like that. And all the other ones on, on car sales are all, uh, all thrashed and um, they all got mod- you know, some sort of modification or, and they're not as clean as this car. Mm. So I had a look at those other ones cause I didn't know what they were worth. And I, I jumped on car sales and there were a handful out there Australia wide and, but they were all over 200,000 K. So yeah. that's just common. Um, yeah. But yeah, none of them looked anywhere near as nice as this. So, I mean, they're all similar money. You yeah. Know? So it's not more. Like, you know what? Mm. Yeah. Not bad. So, he got it for pretty much, he got it for a little bit cheaper than what the other ones were going for online. But I think he's getting a way better car. It's got all the original trim, you know, like it's as stock as you're going to get. And I said to him, you know, it's a, it's a good buy for you if you're wanting to, to have a, have a good car. So yeah. So he, so he did that and he's now the proud owner of another land yacht. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap classic motoring too. Like it's, you know, Rather than spending thirty, forty grand on a Mustang, it's 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 yeah. it's a cheap modern day classic that you could drive every day if you had to. You take it on a run if you have to. You know, like it's it's a good all rounder. Cheap though, yeah. And you'll get more enjoyment out of that than you will out of spending more money and worrying about something the whole time. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. What was that, Scotty? Parts are still cheap for them too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only things that aren't cheap are the body kits on those because, like, you just cannot find them anymore. Um, okay. they, the headlights themselves, because they're, they're unique to XR, were like 400 bucks a side. Front yep. bars, you, you just cannot buy. Like, they, they just don't exist. So, they are, you know, in terms of, in terms of body parts, quite, quite hard to get. Uh, like, like, the front end especially, but the, the rest of the car is standard Falcon. But, you know, it's... For a car of its age, where even the air conditioning's ice cold, everything worked, cruise mm. control worked, yep. and, I, and, we, and we picked it up in the day. They took the plates off, and we, and we, we drove it home. Didn't miss a beat you know, from from then on all the way all the way home, and you know, mm. drove, drove, drove very well. So you can tell it was a well looked after car. And and as I said to him, I'm like, if if it's the one you're gonna buy, if you want to buy one, this is probably the one you're gonna go for. You're not gonna you know go for another one that's been you know, all hacked up and had all shit done to it. Mm. And so, so he's like, yeah, well, this comes with a roadworthy. So he's taking it to the club tomorrow and go, going to get a club registered and oh, awesome on the road. So, yeah. so, so he seems, seems seems pretty happy with it. So, uh, but but he was he was he said to me today because I caught up with him um, earlier today. I went past his place to give him a hand with um, make building some fans to put up on the on the roof because he's is an electrician. He's like, it, this would be a really cool original car to take, like, to take to a cars and coffee event. I'm like, yeah, it would be. Like, you know, like that's you don't really see many of them that clean anymore. Mm-hmm. So Edward, he might, and Riz, he might be coming to the next highball with his XR8. Oh, awesome! That'd be awesome. I don't know if that's going to be this year or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't know. Oh, it gives me time to get the 31 on the road then. Yeah, 100. Scotty, you got to get the 31 on the road. It has to be this year, Scotty. It has to be this year. Right. Come on, Scotty. What's stopping it? I mean, it's fairly close. You've done the suspension. You've done the polish. Yeah, i just got to get the tyres. Matt can help you with that. He's buying tyres every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tire. Loves a tyre. So, yeah, um, what else? What else are you going to get? I might need to check the brakes. Just because when I kind of moved it around, I could hear some pretty good squeaking noises when I was just trying to move it around the um, the carport and that, moving it in it now. So I might have to give them a look. Maybe just a, maybe they just need a clean or something. 
No, nah, just take him in the block, slam him on a few times. That'll, that'll make it go away. I mean, it doesn't have to. The carport's about two miles long. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like an aircraft hangar. Just do it in the aircraft hangar. My little drag strip. <laughs> that's, where, that's where he does his go to woes. So, like, he, he gets to know his cars. Like, Whoa. <laughs> have you got any spare spots in this aircraft hangar, Scotty? Nah, I'll take him. Can I, oh, I can't bring, bring something around. <laughs> nah. All full. Nah, I, I think Kuni Exact placed an order to be in the same hangar as Scotty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other update, Matt. I just remembered when I picked up the 300E, I dropped off the Civic. Because um, okay. that's got oil leaks and it needs the yeah. brakes adjusted and the rear wiper doesn't work, a couple of things. So I did a swapsy with that. Um, left that with the mechanic and said, have some have some ISO fun fixing this list of trinkets I've got for you. Yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> see what he what he does with that. So where's that leaking from? The rocker cover? You said the sump? Well, I ordered a rocker cover gasket for it. I think it's weeping out of that. Um, but also they have a distributor seal on the side of the block and we think it's it's like an O-ring or a couple of O-rings. We think it's coming out of those. Because that's another car. It's funny, it's, it's a bit of an oil leak um, situation all around at my house. It's another car that just sitting without even being started or run or anything, it just drip, drip, pisses out. So I think it's got to be a fairly, yeah, decent, fairly decent leak from one of those seals. I'm hoping it's not a rear main or something nasty. I think it's probably just rocker cover and, and distributor seal. I'll report back once that's done. We shall see. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> it's time for Car of the Week. C O T W. Car of the week. Uh, who would like to go first? I love Silence. the song. Silence. 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 <laughs> well, that, that's me getting my phone and trying to find where the hell I saved it. Yeah, all right, I'll go first. All right, Scotty. I'll get it done. All right. So l- let us guess what this thing is first. Okay, I'll give you the year first. Yep. 2002. Mm, okay. It's $10,000. Ooh, maximum okay. spend. Yep. Thought I'd go maximum this time. Yeah. It has 92,255 kilometres on the clock. Hmm. Low. It is of European descent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're describing a human. Is it now. a Mercedes? Pardon? Is it a Mercedes? It is. Is it an is SLK? It, yeah. No. Is it an S class? This one's got four doors. S class? It is S class. Ooh. Oh. That's my year. That's what I had. Is it a 430? Nah. 320. Overly special in that department. S320. Yeah. I'm liking this. You're you're on a bit of a Ben's run tonight. You've been sending that Grays Online Ben's, camo Ben's, and now this. Scotty, have I actually had an influence? Have I converted you to to Ben's life? Uh, I kind of always like Mercedes. No, okay. All right, that's it there. Ben's life is So you've just sent this to us. Let's have a look. Yep. Put it through the chat. Oh, it's a lovely colour, that. Um, green black, that's called. 
Yeah, I like the colour. Yeah. Tell us a bit about the colour. Um, so it's, I mean, that interior. Oh, wow. Jeez. Oh, Full, like, is it like cream or tan leather? It's got a tow bar too, which is quite rare. Yeah, you'd say it's, um, it's a tan. It's in it's really good nice condition. condition. Yeah, it's beautiful. What a car. Wow. doesn't have the wood leather steering wheel option. But for a 320, it's quite nice. I thought for 2002, like, it's pretty low case. Hasn't even done 100,000 yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're getting cream of the cream at S-Class. Yeah. With a tow bar, which is very rare. Yeah. The headlights yeah, load or anything, they look fine. Yeah, they do look good. I could have sold you one a couple of months ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Edward, you've owned these cars. Uh, I've had one, only the one. You've owned this car, but the V8 version. The W220, yes. Yep. What's your take on it, your, your take of ownership? Uh, I had a pretty good run out of mine. I had nothing crazy go wrong with it. The most mine ever did was a, a crank angle sensor, which left it on the side of the freeway once, um, which one of those, that's just a, it's like a light bulb, you know, they either work mm. or they don't sort of thing. And you never know when that's going to go. So you can't really blame the car horribly for that. And that was a cheap fix. It was sort of $300 or something. It wasn't, it wasn't a crazy thing. Um, what else did I have in mind? I did a couple of ball joints. Um, nothing, nothing drastic at all. The motor and the transmission were really good. Um, but they're a complex machine. And so whilst that 320, I mean, the mechanic I used to, I go to for some of my Ben stuff said that the, the motor and the boxes in them are very strong. You know, you rarely have engine or gearbox trouble in them. And, you know, components like that are fine and they tend to wear pretty well, but there's a lot of complexity in that car. You know, yeah. in terms, of, I mean, the air, the air suspension is the number one thing that yeah. that can stuff up, and it's yep. not as dire as it used to be because there's a lot of parts you can get out of the US. But it, you know, roughly speaking, you're talking sort of two and a half grand for a front, you know, strut. You know, two and a half grand for a rear strut. Yeah. You know, five five hundred bucks to a thousand dollars for a, a, an air pump. You know, to the runs the whole system. <laughs> So it's it's not that you, if you're a bit smart with it and you know and went to the right people you could keep it on the road not not too awfully you know they're one of the better ones out of the modern benzes but you could still throw some coin at it um, if you had a string of lots of little things that bug it up yeah hmm. so four like strucks ten grand ten grand full hog you, you could you could get up to that sort of level yeah depending yeah. where you're coming from. There's your car value right there. That's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. fortunately, the system seems pretty, it's pretty robust. Like, I had no issue with mine in four years. Um, not that I drove it much, but it, it seemed really good. Um, and my friends had one since new. They bought that, their parents bought that car new, and they did over well over 300,000, like 340, 360,000 um, before anything went wrong with the air suspension. Um, and that, oh. yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it was due for just the two front struts, I think. Wow. And that's why he ended up putting it off the road. It's like, oh, I'll go buy a new car sort of thing. But it could have easily been fixed. Well, do they have, like, um, converting kits? Uh, the air suspension? I think I think it can, but it's such an integral part of the 
the ride of that car is just sublime with the air suspension. It's, it's yeah, cool. yeah, it will be. I mean, I'm more comfortable owning one of those than I am, say, an Audi or a Range Rover with air suspension. You know, it's mm. the Merc system was a, a pretty good, pretty good all round system. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So that's my take on it. For the money, stunning to drive. Matt, you drove mine. That was oh, just. I love it. I reckon it, it just felt like it felt like mm. just quality and oodles. It oodled money. Yeah, and even it, even for ten grand, you feel like you're still driving a two hundred thousand dollar car. That's how it yeah. feels. And that's what they were new. You know, it's big coin. All right, I'll go next. My car, you know, I like cars from the eighties. My car's oh. from nineteen eighty three. Ooh, an early one. Ooh. Yeah. It's got 85,750Ks on it. It's manual. Oh. <laughs> it's white. Basically, it's, it's small. It's, it's got four doors, and it was made by Ford. Oh, what a shock. <laughs> oh, is, it, is, it a, is it a Meteor? It is a Meteor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, saw um, this, I saw this the other day. No, actually, no, I saw this this morning, this one, because like, oh, I, had it, I had it on, um, I had uh, another car, but I was like, no, nah, I've done, it was a Skull, which I, showed, which I showed Scotty, but this car here. Is it a Meteor up, Gear? It's a Meteor Gear. Uh, it's $2,800. Very original, except for the wheels. It's got some, it's got some, um, like, kind of snowflake replicas on there. It's got, it's got, like, an aftermarket strop race in the boot, if you want to put it in there, but it looks really tidy. Like, it looks like a really honest little car. Uh, eighty-five thousand dollars. It's got a Weber, it's got a Weber carb with a cam, extractors and exhaust, hot wire wheels, new front tires. Has rust in the driver's side door. Uh, shouldn't need much for roadworthy. So that's my bit of eighties uh, nostalgia. Hmm. Matt, do you agree that the the laser is more popular than the meteor? Like that hatchback body is more popular than the sedan. It is. Yeah, it, is. it is. Yeah. But I, I always kind of um well I I like them equally because you know it's a, it's the same car really it's the same underpinnings it's just a sedan version of it yeah but yeah this is a really you know tidy little car with really low K's looks pretty original um I thought for twenty eight hundred bucks oh that's your hand you'd have that yeah like I think the nineteen eighty four Malway in the boot is worth more than that. Yeah, <laughs> always in there too. <laughs> How good is that? I'd I call like that having a caramel interior. interior. Caramel interior? Yeah, I reckon that's what I'd call that. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Ed, what do you think about it? It's a good little club car, isn't it? There's a, there's a lot of stuff like that, and then it's it's never worth a lot of money. Like whether it's a Mazda 323 or a, yeah. a Meteor, which is basically the same car, or a Colt, or a a Civic or whatever, like there's all these cool little lightweight eighties buzz boxes that are still quite fun to drive as a manual. You know, they're not, they're not um, really slow or horrible to drive in any way because they were pretty they were light. And, um, and uh, I think, yeah, I really like them. I like the, I like those little underdog cars that everyone's forgotten about. And really as a second car on club reg, or as just something a bit different to take to a club meet, it's pretty cheap motoring. Oh yeah, and I like it for that reason. Yeah, and you can still get bits for them at the wrecker, and yeah, they're just they're just cool of the yeah. era. Riz. Yeah. So, 
last time I was on the show a couple of weeks ago, the car I sort of chose, I had something very similar for about two years. And this time, it's also something I owned for about a year and a half. Now, it's 1997. Japanese built. Oh, okay. I don't know if you'd call it two-door or three-door hatch. Civic? No. Now, the car had a model name that when people said, why the F do you drive this? I said, it's because if you haven't driven this car, you haven't lived yet. <laughs> because the model itself was called Life. Oh, it's a Starlet. Starlet Life. It uh, is a Starlet. Hey. Now, well, this nice. car here is pretty much the replica of what I had. Let's have a look. <laughs> It's such a good car. I had one for about a year and a half. You, was yours red, Riz? No, this is pink. Pink in manual. There you go. I think it's Two meant to be red. No, no, that's red. Oh, that one is? Yeah. Oh, mine one would have faded because it was like, you know, it was a different color, sorry. It was pink. There's a pink you could get oh, in there. Yeah, there's a metallic pink. You're that's right. That's the one. Yeah. So it was manual and I got it for about oh 1700 with the same case in manual in 2010. They've got up and great, great machine. So and yeah, I used to drive down to Phillip Island because I was working on the desalination plant down there and used to do 80, 90 Ks one way, never had any issues. Amazing car. It was just fun to drive. It was a big step up from the Sirion in terms of power. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you went from a, a one litre to a 1.3. So, right. and, an, and an extra cylinder. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's my car of the week. I like the standard. I like it. Well, hey, that, that's a rare kind of, because they all got wiped out, Riz. You know that, right? Well, the ones and, with the airbags. The ones with the airbags all got wiped out. Oh, Anything really? with an airbag is part of that Toyota buyback because it's a naughty airbag that's, uh, yeah, bye-bye. So there's heaps that are de being destroyed and crushed. But if that yeah. if it's a non-airbag one, which the life's most of them pre-98 were non-airbag, then yeah. um, they'll survive. They'll be all right. Mm -hmm. Very cool. My friend's dad bought one new as a second car, a little oh, yeah. green one. And um, he had that for... Oh, I hate to think it from 97 until only probably four years ago. He did 250,000 K now. He said, Ed, only one thing is broken on this car. I had to replace the driver's door handle because it eventually yeah. just snapped or something. That was it. Other than that, oil filter, nothing else. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't I'm... surprise me with Toyota like that. So good. That was, that was the era for cars like these, right? Like Toyota's in the 90s was sort of at the peak of everything and yeah good. i think maddie and i spoke about it earlier in the week and they've just sort of gone downhill in terms of their reliability since then yeah one I mean, thing that i loved about that starlet was the steering wheel was really um quite thick it was quite chunky and so it felt solid whereas a lot of like the Sirions were very thin metal and everything yeah. starlet had a really thick feel to the chassis and the body and the steering wheel um so they felt more 
yeah, better quality than the price would leave you to lead you to believe. I remember the first time I went to one of these. Uh, it was my friend at cricket had one. It was it was his first car. It was his mum's car that that she gave to him. And I was I was probably seventeen, and and he was he was eighteen. So he's like, I'll I'll, I'll give you a lift to to cricket. I'm like, yeah, sure. And he picked up he picked up two like two of the other guys. So there was four of us like big guys with that cricket gear in this little uh, three door you know starlet cricket stuff in the boot leaning on us in the back seat it was it was tightly packed but you know what it was it was a fun little car and, and like you could see he was enjoying you know rolling through the gears and having a good time so yeah cool car i drove I, mine um to sydney once because i was working at bmw at the time and i didn't for a time i didn't have a company car that's why i bought the starlet because we pay for a company car and i thought oh, i'm just going to go buy my own you know, um, buy my own cheap car. So I went and bought the Starlet and I just zipped around in that. And they were like, oh, do you want to borrow a car, Ed, for your Sydney trip from from the Beamer demo lot? I'm like, no, I'll take the Starlet. So I just drove <laughs> it to Sydney and I got pulled over in like a, you know, they like a lot of people were in a roadside, whatever. And they got they were checking IDs and doing all sorts of stuff. And the guy goes, oh, and where do you work? I said, oh, BMW Melbourne. And he goes, yeah, right. Like laughed at me. And, <laughs> and I go, no, I really do. I go, here's my car. So I gave the cop my business card I'm like, I do <laughs> <laughs> and I took a photo of it under the Sydney Harbour Bridge you know we were staying just on the other side of the bridge and I took a photo of it with a cruise ship going past and like a sunset and birds seagulls flying in the sky it looked like a brochure shot I've still got it somewhere and that <laughs> was my my little white um starlet life with this beautiful background <laughs> I used to call it um starlet Johansson <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that one, Riz. That's a good car. I, I've I've always liked to start it. Uh, Ed, your turn. All right. Well, as you know, I'm now a Ford guy. Just <laughs> Are <stop> you? <laughs> Taste this link. I'm a Ford guy. Big, big Ford guy. So yeah, I found a uh, very rare manual Falcon. Um, oh. It's a 1994 EDGLI uh, with a five speed box. Who doesn't like that? That it's is in a that lovely, lovely burgundy color that was very popular at the time. And 57,500 Ks on the clock. Jeez. That's a uh, car. Factory manual, all original. Um, they've replaced the exhaust in the catalytic converter, but otherwise it is stock as a rock. My God. And I think you'll agree from the photos, it's very shiny, very clean. It looks like it's... <laughs> Off the showroom floor. Now, that's seven and a half Gs. And you'd go, you know what? Seven and a half on a car like that. That could be used as a second family car, as a club mm. car. There's a bit of an all-rounder. You can tow stuff with it. You could go away to Queensland and that with the family on holidays. That's not, I don't know, you know. You'd have that. I'm not, <laughs> you'd have that. 57,000 K on it. I was just like, that's a, A, it's a rare transmission choice and B, it's a good model. Um, and C, it's just stupidly low case. Which oh, yeah. That's, that's awesome. That is a. Have it. Luca, I tell, I'm telling you, Luca bought the wrong car. He, bought, he, bought, he did. He did buy the wrong car. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a V8, though. It's not a V8. 
Uh, Mark was selling it around the corner in Thomastown. Tomo. Tell you Tomo, what, mate. this thing's bloody tidy. You know, it's a tidy car. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm on theme for the week of low mileage. Well, yours is, Lucas isn't low mileage, but um, for clean one-owner Ford Falcons, this is the week for it. It's, it's, it's the time. Mm. What a time to be So what have we got? We've got, we got the Starlet, the Falcon... We've got Scotty's Mercedes Benz. Yep. My, my meteor with a cam. Meteor. <laughs> um, well, listen. Oh. It's, it's, it's quality motors this week. Like, really quality motors. Like, they're, yeah. they're all very different cars, but very, like, good cars in their own right. Uh, Scotty, what do you think? Um, hmm. Tough choice. I'm... Mm, I'm close to going with my own, but um, I'm going to have to go with Ed, I think. Ooh, the Falcon. Hmm. One point for the Falcon. Riz? Yeah, I'll also go with Ed's because it's actually got Ed on the car sales ad. Well, GLI so Ed it is an ED. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, ED. That was my first car in automatic. So yeah, ED is pretty clean, awesome. It's a, it's a, it's an Ed edition. It's an Ed edition. My, my friend's mum had one um, that was nearly new. It was a Fairmont Gear E. It was an ED Fairmont Gear, and um, we used to call it the vacuum because it sounded like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. You know those. those <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's sort of got a sucking noise, those Fords. It wasn't a nice engine, though, um, really. No. So it just became known as the vacuum. Even she called it the vacuum. She's <laughs> like, oh, can you move the vacuum? I've got to go to the shops. So, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Funny. Ed, what are you going for? This is a very, it's a very tough week this week because I've owned a Starlet. As I said, love that car. I've owned that S-Class, as different as they are. Love that car. You don't like my Meteor, Ed? Come on, mate. Meteor, I do. I like the Meteor, <laughs> but I think I'd take an S-Class or a Starlet over the Meteor. And yet I, I'm strangely attracted to this five-speed Falcon. Um, yeah, you can vote for your own. You're allowed to. It's part, of, it's, it's part of the rules. I think I'll go Scotty. I'm a, I'm a fucking sucker for a low-mileage W220. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to, for three grand more than the Falcon, look at what you're getting in that car. Yeah. Yeah. As, as the maintenance might be, you know. I mean, Ed, you got to remember though, like it's the price point in terms of where that car was from the from originally. The, yeah. The, the ED was really like a, I mean, it's a poverty pack. Actually, no, it's not. It's a classic. So it's one, one above the poverty pack. One above. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, in terms of rarity factor, that car would probably be more rare, I'd say, with the manual and, and you know, low Probably. It depends what you're doing. I think once people get over... Like, if you can get over your car ego, which is something we all have to, to a more or lesser degree, the Starlet is the best choice out of any of these. It will just run for the next 20 years, cost you nothing, um, and just not put a foot wrong. You know, the Benz is stunning to drive, beautiful to look at, but things will go wrong with it and you'll have to cough yeah. up more than the Starlet, you know, in terms of repairs and stuff. So it's, you know, it depends what you're doing with it. But I, I think, think I'll go the S-Class for tonight. 
Just okay. a luck. That leaves it to me. Uh, like, like, honestly, Riz, you were winning up until he showed me that. He showed me that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <What do> you <laughs> mean? So you're gonna vote? Are you gonna still vote for the Starlay? Oh, oh Starlay. You know or are you coming vote... over to the Falcon World? No, I, like I, I vote for Falcons most weeks. Falcon. So I'm not voting for the Falcon this week. But if I you're had a to, boy. yeah, all right, yeah, all right, I'll admit it. But because like I really like the Starlet. Yeah. I'm gonna go to Starlet. I reckon the Starlet's cool. So I didn't know you like Starlets this much. Have we I do like I, I love a clean. Well, again, the first time I went into Starlet was was that that experience, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be the worst. It was quite roomy though. Like yeah, four four big yeah. cricket car with you know, all that cricket gear and the stuff, and it, it drove well and it didn't really go anywhere. But like you know, he was revving it off its head and it was changing gears and. It was yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a fun little car. It was very light. I remember how light that, that car was. Like I started in the whole bar scene with like like you yeah. went <laughs> I um I remember particularly with the life model, uh, I likened it to the mini I have because it was, you know, it was white, it was front drive, um, it had manual windows, it had vinyl in the boot, you know, so when you flipped up the hatch, the boot floor was like vinyl mm-hmm. and it went up onto the back seat. Um, which is like the minis. And I was like, it's basically, it's, it's, it's an old school mini. But then I had the Cure, which was more like the mini. Um, that <laughs> yeah. too had mine in the boot. And, you know, that was a one litre engine like the mini. And, you know, there were some more similarities there. But when I bought the Starlet, it was the, the reason was I wanted the cheapest thing that was reliable, but was actually still good quality, you know, mm-hmm. and that was, that was the choice. Yeah, hands down. Anyway. Well, Ed, it looks like your car wins. Congratulations. Well done. Falcon. Falcon. It wins. That means you've got to go and buy it now. Yep. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, better see where it is. It's in Thomas Town. It's down my end of, end of the town. Oh, I reckon no, that... I think it's at Godfrey's. 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 <laughs> Imagine, though, if you, bought all of, if you bought all of these cars from tonight, right? If you bought... The S class for ten, the Falcon seven and a half, the Meteor for a couple of grand, and then the Starlet. For twenty grand, you've basically got everything covered. What a cool, what a cool liner for twenty grand! Yeah, you've got everything covered. Yeah, you got your runarounds, your fun car, your big cruiser. Yep. That, I mean, if you're opening up your garage and you saw those four, you'd be like, "It's got interesting taste." You'd be and... like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, different taste yeah. for sure." And then and then they'd be like, "Oh, you got an old Falcon," and they'd be like, "Oh, it's a manual Falcon. That's even more rare." Yeah, you know what I've been having a little um, little affair with today on car sales. I was just looking because I started watching Top Gear before my dinner was ready yes. before I ran the show. The SLK, the original SLK, they are damn cheap now. Yeah. Um, I looked on car sales. There's one for four grand. There's one for four and a mm. half grand. Now, okay, they need a couple of things done to them, but um, but you know, anywhere between five and ten, you can get an SLK with the you know metal folding roof that goes in the boot if you get a red or a blue or a cool color that isn't white or black what a corker little car these are the 90s like early 90s ones aren't they they came out in like 98 somewhere there and they ran into the early 2000s i think but the very first one they ever did i mean they're a they're hundred thousand dollar car when they were new mm. um, they're just so cheap now a 2.3 liter compressor engine you think a good, a well-sorted one of those is damn good value. And those motors, they're pretty strong from, from what I've heard. And like, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty robust. They don't really go wrong. So. I, 
I don't think that model had any... I mean, one of these ones that was four grand um, had hydraulic issues with the, the roof. They said you can still do it manually, but the hydraulic things have gone. Um, and I was thinking, what would Ed China do in that situation, Kim Wheeler Dealer? You know, he'd have to be able to do that. There's got to be a, it's got to be a way, to, way to fix that. Yeah, he'd rebuild it. And you sort of don't mind, like, if it was a $100,000 car and that happened, you'd be too scared to touch it. But if you paid seven or six for an SLK with a bung, or you paid four for one with a bung roof, you'd have a crack at that yourself, wouldn't you? Like, yeah. you'd, you'd go, oh, okay, I'll pull the trim off and I'll do this and I'll do that. And yeah. Everyone else around the world will have already had that problem, so you'll be able to buy bits for it. Oh, for sure. They There'll be not... stuff still out on the internet for it. Yeah, oh, 100%. I mean, you know, like they... DIYs and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, ne- you know, watch this space. Maybe I'll end up with an SLK. They did, they did mm-hmm. one of those on dealers. They did, a, they did a silver one. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Was it an original shape one? Original shape. Uh, had an issue with the with the um, the retractable roof. That's why they got it like for nothing. Was it uh, blue? It was, no, silver. It was silver. Silver. Might have to dig up that episode and have another look. Uh, Ed China mm-hmm. worked, his, worked his, his magic on it. But would you yeah. get a manual or auto? Well... 99% of them were autos. Um, so yeah, I'd probably be quite happy in a car like that with an auto. It's not necessarily a sports car, even though it's rear drive and supercharged, but they were quite comfortable on the road. You know, they were, they were quite a good cruising car. Um, there is a manual on car sales that I've saved. It's fourteen nine ninety. It's a beautiful, like, um, light metallic blue, mm. and it is, it's a manual, which is rare. And the guy says in the end, you know, manual, blah, blah, super rare. So, look, you know, you'd probably love a manual if you could find one but i'd be i wouldn't shy away from an auto in that car whereas an mx5 it'd have to be manual yeah so ed if you get this what's going to go that's the big question well i'm not i'm just i'm just toying with the idea uh, of having an initial car i like the idea so i'm not toying i don't think i like to do it toying with the idea it's just if the right one fell in front of me you know i'd, I'd look at it hmm well, Fourteen nine ninety for an original manual rare car. Would you get rid of the MX five? No. Tarago? No. Did he this? No. No, oh. I wouldn't. You don't have you don't to get rid of anything else anyway. No, you just add to the collection. Yeah, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll put it, bring it around to Scott's aircraft hangar. Yep. <laughs> Plenty of room. The only thing I charge is that I'm just allowed to drive it whenever. That's all. Yeah, that's all right. So what's in the <laughs> what's in the hangar now, Scotty? You got the Subaru. Subaru. Skyline. Yeah, the thirty ones in there. Um, yeah. Dad's new big Colorado. Oh yeah. That's in there, and Mum's um, Mercedes A two hundred. A two hundred is that the current shape? Yeah. The hatchback, proper hatchback one. Yep. Yeah. In red. Red. Oh, my. Good colour. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, nice. that's why it's full. That's why I can't get a car in there. Mm. Yeah, that Colorado takes it all up. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody huge. They yeah. are a big, big machine. Over the other day, and I didn't like it. It was too big. Mm. Edward has, or the Riz has sent us uh, SLK. 230 compressor special edition. Let's have a look at this before. Yeah, we, how clean that is. Before we head off. 
I know it's not a yeah, manual, but that's got different wheels being the special edition. Oh, so it's uh, tell us like, the... color, I think it's called Cubanite. It's like that warm silver. It's a nice color. Yeah. Well, it's a bloody clean car. Yeah, it's a very clean example. I mean, that's fourteen. That's ten grand more than this cheap thing I was looking at, but still good value. Like you got to, like I said, you got to remember these are a hundred thousand dollar car. Um, I just think they're great, and the fact that they're not a soft top, and you can just, yeah. you know, one minute's a coupe, one minute's a convertible. That's just magnificent. Wow, really clean car. My, um, one more thing. Yeah. Wheeler Dealers. It's season nine, episode fifteen. Is the SLK. Oh, okay. I've got it on um, Motor Trend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> got all we the episodes of Wheeler Dealers on there. So, what was that? Sorry. I'll be having a look at that once we're off the air. Yep. Old old you mm-hmm. out. You know what? Um, it's they're a cool car for the way. My mechanic had his. He bought his daughter the the second gen one. Uh, mm. And I always kind of liked the second gen one as well, but I didn't like it as much as the first gen until I saw the um, SLK fifty five, like uh, Jeremy drove on that episode of Top Gear against yep. the. Uh, mm. I, that is a that is a cool car. I would I would totally rock one of those. The second gen, I never liked the nose, that that pointy nose. Look at that it, just, it looks like an SLR. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. an SLR, and I just I, I never liked the look of it. That what that's what lost me with SLK. For me, if I'm doing it, it's got to be that first gen or nothing. There you go. Or nothing, nothing, nothing. So that's why mm-hmm. I've got. Nothing. Well, we are out of time, guys. It's been a good show tonight, actually. Uh, yep. Interesting Thanks for cars. Good car of the week. Congratulations, Edward, on winning car of the week. Riz, give give Carlos a plug. Uh, carlook.com.au um, if you want to know anything about new car prices and what to pay at the dealers check us out 100% Riz is your man he will look after you he can get it done isn't that right Riz yeah man <laughs> uh, if you've missed any of our previous episodes they're all up on Shell Engine iTunes Spotify wherever you listen to your podcasting app so um, don't forget to subscribe rate and review to Car Talk that's T-O-R-Q-U-E with Matty J uh, like and share our Facebook page, Car Talk TRQE with Manny J. Uh, we've also got our Teespring store, which has got all our merch. So uh, we've sold some stickers this week. Uh, we've got stickers, T-shirts, canvas art, like you know, all posters, everything you, everything that uh, that we talk about on the show, we, we're kind of adding on to there. So uh, some of our favorite mm-hmm. cars, and we've got some more stuff, more merch coming, uh, more designs coming. So keep your eyeballs on our Teespring stores, and uh, we will be, you know developing that further uh apart from that that's it from me thank you guys for coming on the show tonight thank you for having me Matty. thanks Matty. all right guys thank you see ya see you guys see ya